developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Live from 50th and Capitol Avenue in the Big O. This is Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone, 1620thezone.com, and 1620thezone TV. Now here's Gary, Nick, and Jimmy. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your That Husker Vision stole that from our show. They play now at uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena in a, uh, in a in a key moment. They play the Kevin James from the NASCAR race. Get people fired up. Hopefully, that's got you fired up. It's I, a Monday, baby. I did Let's think go. Of that. Hey, because you know what today is? As uh, you've already heard from the uh, two Jimmys, it's uh, two Jimmys and a cup of Gary today <laughs> on the uh, show that used to be known as uh, Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. It's too bad. Nick had a nice run here. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Yes. Uh, okay, so it is. <clears throat> I just got a new job. What just happened? There? Congratulations. Thanks. I don't know. You have time for a new job? I don't even know what I you don't. do. I don't even know what you do for a living. You I once quit. told me you were in IT. You quit? I quit. He did. This is what I do for a living. Whoa. That's why I have so much free time now. Radio man. So Jimmy I'm like, Allen. sure, Gary, Wait you need a minute. co-host? You I'll just be... added an addition to your family? Not yet. She'll be here in March. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. But but you've, you've started the process. It's not like you just stole yeah. all of a sudden overnight. About you, wait six months ago. <laughs> you quit your regular job? I was like, job? I got a third kid coming. It's about perfect time to quit my job. I thought you really liked that job. You were really good at the <clears throat> IT world. What happened? I, I've been doing it for 13 years, and uh, it's run its course. All right. I, uh, I still do it on the side, though. So, I mean, it's... Okay. I work for myself. All right. You can still hack into things. Uh, well, I will you say, you, uh, you, you are a hustler, man. You're out there grinding. That's Look right. That, Mr. Independent Contractor. <laughs> That's where I'm Good at. on you. Doing a little play-by-play, doing some radio, doing some podcasting. Yeah, who doesn't do podcasting? If you don't have a podcast, I don't know what you're doing. Everybody has a podcast. At some point, podcasts are going to go, they're going to hit so? the wall. I really uh, hope not. I just There's a- just so many. Like You, you, you have to stand out. Uh, like special guests, the, the personalities, that kind of stuff. Be related to just, a Kelsey. Yeah, every, <laughs> everybody's got a podcast. I really hope you're wrong. I just spent a lot of money building a podcast studio to rent out to people to do podcasts. Wow. But there's plenty of look people at, doing look podcasts. Look at your entrepreneurial do. spirit. Look at you. I'm very impressed. Look at, <laughs> look at young Jimmy A. Is, has come has come a long way. Been doing this almost five years now. It does not feel like that. Yeah. Well, sometimes you times a thief. Sometimes you you're here in this building for a decade, and you're like, whoa, I didn't think I'd be here past <laughs> like six weeks. All right, welcome in everybody on a uh, Monday. Uh, Jimmy Allen uh, from After Hours. The Blue Jay overreaction show, the podcast network is uh, here. <laughs> I, should coin, well, I, don't know. I should coin that. The like, podcast what was What was the thing you were doing after the UConn game? Oh, so it's uh, the Roll Jays podcast. Okay, well, was we're, that affiliated with this building? It is not. Okay, not, so that's not a yet. separate thing you yeah. got going. Yeah. You're going to sell it to uh, NRG? Uh, there's discussions. You got so many things <laughs> going on. I do. Got a kid on the way. Got two already. It's 612. This is already done. Wow. We're off All the right. rails. 
All right. Well, that's good. I mean, you're. We got a lot writing. of positive feedback, though. I got uh, Casey yeah. Matthews, the former video coordinator from yeah. Creighton, who does that uh, podcast with us. He's been filling in. I told on you, the I, I, I listen. I consumed after that uh, the UConn game. I consumed a lot of content from uh, friends because I wanted to hear uh, what they had to say. All that just to lose to St. John's yesterday. Well, we'll get into that. We will. Um, and uh, Jimmy Chavez is uh, here. I'm People Gary. forget. Uh, so good morning, everybody. Including me. I just want everybody to know that as you wake up this morning. It is the 26th of February. Okay, so this is a uh, this is the final Monday. Uh, this is a big week for leap years mm-hmm. because you get to celebrate a birthday, and you, and there's confusion everywhere. On you'll have to explain why now all of a sudden we have 29 days in February and not 28. But the matter of the fact is today is only the 26th of February, so you don't have to be confused. But you might be confused because it's going to be 80 degrees 80. today. I'm wearing shorts. You're bundled up like winter is coming. Yeah, it was cold when I got in my truck, and then I got yeah. here, and it wasn't. It was. You've got to plan ahead because by the time you leave here, the sun's out, and mm-hmm. you're ready. You're you're, you're ready to. Oh, mingle. this this is going to be yeah. off in an hour. Yeah. Uh, it's this, 80, it's the fluorescent degrees. light above me is warming well, me up. Well, we'll get to that here in a moment. I got my sunglasses ready. That uh, that light is about as bright as uh, Fred Hoiberg's Coach of the Year chances in the uh, Big Ten. <laughs> uh, but it's 80 degrees, so golf courses are going to be open. Are you playing today? Uh, I'm thinking about it. You got to at least know, swing one hole. I don't have to. I don't have uh, time to play 18, but I think I could get in nine. Okay, that there's counts. A, that counts. There's a there's a group of older gentlemen that I uh, like to play with because they're about the same, you know, skill uh, level. Handicap. Skill level is mine, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't really want to talk. <laughs> they just want to play golf. I mean, they talk, and when they talk, they make me laugh. Um, so I might play with them today. But there's going to be a lot of people playing golf. There's going to be a lot of kids out on the playground. There's going to be a lot of people out walking and stuff. It's just a great day. But it is the 26th of February. It's going to be 80 degrees. In Omaha. So at some point, we're going to pay for it. And yeah. like, like Wednesday morning, we're going to be bitching on this station about, hey, man, I had to drive to work and it was snowing. We'll be glad to do it, though, for yes. an 80-degree day in February. Yes. And the weekend next weekend looks fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we're, 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 we're Midwesterners. We accept a quick trip patch on the Royals uniform and go, ah, that's so Midwest. We're Midwesterners. <laughs> the weather is going to change, and we're going to pay for it either with like a state tournament blizzard or uh, we'll have like a rough spring in terms of severe weather. Does it affect Sever- CWS? No. No, no. no. That's a no, separate. No, don't touch that because I'm okay. uh, superstitious. Yeah. We got lucky last year. Yeah, it was but a perfect season. as you wake up on a Monday, Jimmy and Jimmy, not spelled the same, uh... Nebraska and Creighton basketball have the same record on the 26th of February. What is going on in the world? You remember when people wanted Fred Hoiberg fired? Well, we will will get into that because uh, you're absolutely right. There were people that saw Nebraska basketball probably about three, no, two years ago, hit rock bottom and then watched the product last year, buoyed by Sam Greasel partnering with Derek Walker. And Fred taking over the team to last night, where they beat a Minnesota team who did not cover for one of the rare times this year, and they dominated a Minnesota team. Nebraska didn't play exceptionally well in the first half, but defensively, they were great throughout. They dominated a Minnesota team that was playing pretty well, and they have dominated four straight teams where they've won by double figures. And you might say, well, you're supposed to beat. Have you seen Michigan play? Have you seen Penn State play? Have you seen Indiana play? You know what? Minnesota's playing pretty well. And Nebraska is playing pretty well right now. And on your point, Jimmy A., Fred Hoiberg has gone from a guy that I think people were out on. And I will even say this. And 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 you can 
You can ask for forgiveness today, and I'll give you forgiveness. If even after the Minnesota game, like you were out, that second half in the, when they played against Minnesota back in December and they just fell apart, and you went, up, oh, looks too familiar, got blown out by Creighton, got beat by Minnesota, I'm done. This looks this. I'll wait for the announcement that Fred is fired and Trev's going to hire a new coach. Yeah, a lot of people were. A lot of people were out. Yeah. Um, but we wake up on the 26th of February, and Fred Hoiberg's the coach of the year in the Big Ten. Well, you made the reference to the, to the Minnesota game back in December. I think the most impressive thing about last night was the fact that Minnesota jumped out to that quick lead, got up 5 to nothing, and then Nebraska never even hesitated and took their foot off the gas and basically never looked back. Yeah, it was uh it, it wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing game offensively. Mm, you'd uh, say that about most of the Big 10. <laughs> especially at the beginning. But the one thing that has connected this team um and I was, you know, I'm dialed in last night, uh enjoying some few adult beverages with there the gang is. that I took to the game. Uh they they have been they have been good defensively and they have played hard on the defensive end and they played smart basketball on the defensive end, especially last night, when they had a lot of things that were not going well for them offensively. They missed a lot of bunnies at the rim. They weren't shooting well from three. <laughs> it's just the sign of this team. Juwan Gary's the guy that leads them in shooting the three ball, and he's not a guy you would say, oh, that's he, a looks, three and D guy. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like a guy that, you know, someday is going to be on Saturday night at the NBA All-Star Weekend shooting threes. And they are, they are connected with a fan base and it's okay to wake up on February 26th. If you didn't have him in the dance, I'm not. I can't help you there. Now you're thinking. I've been saying for, since the season, before the season started that this is going to be a tournament team. Um, I said the possibility. There's there's some ingredients there that have to come together. But this is all about Fred Hoiberg. You talking about Rink Mast? Like he's he's got to be a little more consistent. Well, I mean, just the whole team. But here's the here's the the beauty of where Nebraska basketball is is. They don't need Rink Mass to be a 20-10 and 10 guy every night. That's a good point. Look, like Tominaga wasn't very good last night. C.J. Wiltshire's in a hell of a shooting slump. Is, is Bryce but, Williams the glue guy? Like I know we've talked uh, about Sam no, Hoiberg kind of being the— That guy the, is Juwan Gary. Juwan Gary and Sam Hoiberg. Yeah, man, I, I just think that— Bryce Williams is a dude guy. But jo- Juwan Gary is a dog. Sam Hoiberg is a little bit of both. The energy guy they off just, the bench? The, the, at, at the end of the day with this Nebraska basketball team— and, I, I, they're they're twenty they're twenty and eight and they're on the cusp of a double buy. Their head coach is going to be the coach of the year. Is the way that they have that Fred has constructed this roster allows them to win a game like yesterday, for example, where offensively it took them a while to get going, and Tominaga wasn't very good. Yeah, you don't have to have the discussion. Uh, yeah. Nebraska has to do X, Y, and Z yeah, to see, win. It's so, they can be so well they rounded when it the roster ways. where there's a lot of balance. Um, and that's strictly on the head coach. And and I give Fred a lot of credit um, because he's pushed all the right buttons. Like, you know, they're going into the game against Minnesota. They're coming off the first road win. People are starting to pat him on the back. They know what is out there in terms of all the brackets and all the metrics. And they're like, you know what? Nebraska's in the dance. But Fred keeps pushing the right buttons. Like, he, he called them out. He said, you know what? I, I, I think Minnesota thinks we're soft. And And if you're a competitor... And your head coach is in front of you, and you're 19 and 8, and your head coach just said, I think that other team thinks you're soft. As a player, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Fred continues to push all the right buttons because he told his team that he thinks Minnesota thinks they're going to be soft. It's our job to go out there and prove that we're not. He punched another important button, and he got guys to respond. He's connected with his team. His team's connected with him. The fan base is now connected really well with this team because they're 
winning and it's also enjoyable to watch and there's no like me guy you don't have to rely on xyz every night because it might be abc that takes over i i just think it's it's an impressive year that last night just reiterates that fred hoiberg in the last two years has taken control of his program and this year he's taken control of certain aspects of his team and he's he's pushed him to almost the finish line of an official NCAA berth. I mean, it's pretty impressive. That that's I just gave you a summation of why he should be coach of the year. Yeah. And, there, and there really should be no no questions. I mean, Ben Johnson was right there in the running, and I like Ben Johnson. I I, I think he's a good. I think he's a, he's a good dude. I don't know what happens, you know, next year at Minnesota because they've yeah. they've had a nice little run here. But Fred's the coach of the year in the Big Ten, and I don't think there's a debate. I think it, I think we got to ask the question: Does Nebraska get a number next to their name before the tournament starts? We start talking about Nebraska yeah, as a possibly top. No, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, see, I but I, but I, I think I don't, to, to, I, don't get, to, I don't get caught up. I think in that. to help. I think to help Fred's case for for coach of the year, which I think he's already won. To your point, but putting getting Nebraska to a double buy in the Big Ten tournament and punching a ticket to March Madness is one thing. Having them in the discussion as a top twenty five team in the country becomes really intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you know they're, they're not playing, maybe maybe they get a love winning at Ohio State, which is. Finally, they're playing up to their level of talent uh, with, you know, win over Purdue and then a win against a Michigan State team that, man. I think a lot of questions. I, the committee, do it right. Put Michigan State and Dayton in a play-in game. Because I don't think that's a team that belongs in the field of 64, but they belong in the field of 68. Um, so maybe maybe Thursday and then you respond with a win against Rutgers. I don't know. I'm... I'm not caught up in the ranking. I know to some people that means a big deal because it shows a sign of progress. Yeah. I'm more caught up in I did it. I did it, Jimmy. Jimmy C. I did it. I've I've avoided like the computers and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But I was just curious after the win, which by the way, Nebraska knocked Minnesota out of a uh, quad. They won knocked them down a quad. Uh Nebraska's up to 34 in Ken Palm, and if memory serves me correct, that's the highest that they've ever been under Hoiberg, is 34th overall in the Ken Palm rankings. It'd be a little surprising if it wasn't. Cause for celebration on February 26th. I think Enjoy. It's, just, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, for the head coach, a little bit of a validation. He's been trying to tell you this for, you know, a year and a half, and especially this year with this team, because he hasn't wavered. If you go back to before they started to play, he's had a lot of confidence in this team. Knowing that they would have to come together and guys would have to figure out their roles and learn how to play with each other, because like I think it would, I think there are times where it's difficult to play with Tominaga. Yeah, Cause, cause you, you can kind of see that in the body language. He's kind of a herky jerky guy. Uh, just kind of seems to beat the plays. Beat, uh, walk to the beat of his own drum so, too. So like if you're Bryce Williams, and maybe Bryce Williams and Tominaga are still getting used to playing together. And I know I'm. This is wild. Twenty eight games into the year. But you have to learn everybody's idiosyncrasies, especially with the new guy coming in and Tominaga is the guy. But then you have able to blend, you know, a Williams and a Mast into it, and then elevate a. Do you still you know, like Tominaga, Tominaga is the guy? Because I, I don't. Well, like, I, I feel like he's more well, of a the, guy no, than the guy. That's the beauty of this Nebraska basketball team, Jimmy. Is they don't need that guy every night. Like Nebraska doesn't have a designated big three on a consistent basis, like sure. Creighton. You know, where if two of your big three are off, you might fall into a hole and lose to St. John's. 
You might lose to Colonel Sanders on the sidelines in St. John's <laughs> yesterday. Where Nebraska was, really doesn't have a big three. They have they have a quality seven. That was nice of Fanatics to make that suit for him, by the way. That was way <laughs> way too much Crossed going. My mind. Way too much going on there. He was dressed down. But yeah. it's it's February twenty sixth. We are it's gonna be weird around here because Creighton's gonna be in the NCAA tournament as a probably a four seed. Nebraska's gonna be in the NCAA tournament. I think they're still in between a nine and a ten. Yeah. That just sounds their ceiling might be a nine unless they're playing on a Sunday in Minneapolis and somebody goes, Hey, they might be an eight. But I think they're in the nine ten range, which is perfectly fine. You know, if you're you're playing an eight nine game or a seven ten game, first of all, you're in the tournament. That's what matters. And you're looking at matchups. And maybe for Nebraska, the way they're built, it may not necessarily matter on matchups to get that coveted first victory. So you're going to have those two. And then we're hosting the first and second round here. I mean, it's just not bad. Not bad for the 26th of February. It's a good spot to be sitting in right now. And Even I'm feeling happy today. They've got an outside chance of maybe grabbing that fourth spot in, in the Big Ten tournament and get a couple wins there. Could be one of the most magical seasons we've ever seen. It's the story of the year in basketball in the state. Oh, I don't think that's even debatable. Even even if Creighton does kind of go on a run here and get to the Final Four, I still think what Nebraska's been able to accomplish up until this point is still the headline. And then and then once the tournament starts, Creighton could be the story of March. the state. Yes, yeah. by whatever <laughs> they do. But it, it all comes down to matchups, like yesterday. And I, I was at the game in Lincoln, so I didn't get to hear your, your postgame show. Oh, you'd be you're that, in luck because I wasn't on it. He wasn't really. Yeah. I so had, you're doing all these things, but yet you're not on your own show. Genius. I was doing a color commentary for Bellevue Men's Basketball oh, okay. as they uh, won their first round of the North Star Athletic Conference champion or tournament. As they're the number okay. one seed. Nice. Where Flex. did they play again? Uh, Sunday for the uh, tournament championship with a chance. They got to a whole week off. Punch a ticket nice. to the NAIA tournament, which now, uh, well, Omaha is in the bid for to get the first round. By the way, so we may have both of the. Wait a minute, the NAIA tournament is not all in Kansas City anymore? No, just the first two rounds are at um, uh, what is it, uh, neutral sites, Okay, and then the rest of it is in Kansas City. Okay. Which is nearby. Yeah, three that's hours away. Hey, all right. Well, that's awesome. I Go, saw, everybody. I, uh, Omaha played Bellevue earlier in the year. Uh, it was good. A lot of familiar faces are on their uh, roster. That so te- who do they know? Who do they play? That uh, team is turned around, by the way. They've they've really kind of figured out. Uh, Emar Vincent, the uh, Omaha North kid, is on that team. He's gotten healthy, and he's really been the difference maker. Um, but they get uh, Dickinson State. Okay, from North Dakota? Yep. Most hated rivals. That probably goes way back. Mm. I mean, that goes back to the days when Mike Evans was coaching baseball. Well, it kind of sucks. because oh, They the, were there in brushback pitches when they played Dickinson State. The, uh, North, or the uh, North Star Athletic Conference is actually falling apart. There's only going to be five teams left and then two teams the year after that. So Damn real conference real. realignment's killing everybody. Wow. North Star Athletic Conference, the Pac-12, handshake. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> okay, it's February 26th, and Colorado, uh, I didn't expect we'd be hearing that on the show. Mark that <laughs> Oregon State, come card. on over. Join the North Star Athletic Conference. <laughs> but it does come back to the matchups. Like, so yesterday... You know, that, I really like that Minnesota team. I think that Minnesota team... Do you feel like they under, underachieved, though? Well, who, Minnesota? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I think he has squeezed a lot out of... They've got they've got a good talent set. A lot better than last year. And they got to get them to play together. That that That's a that's a good Minnesota team that Nebraska dominated yesterday. Um, that probably a little bit like Creighton, because you can see what I'm going to get to, Okay. is... They assumed something about Nebraska. I think I think Minnesota assumed that Nebraska was soft and that they would be able to come in 
and they would be able to do what they wanted to do. And, and Minnesota's not overly physical, but you know they have some big wings. Elijah Hawkins, who was neutralized yesterday, is a nice young point guard. They they came in and they said, you know what, Nebraska's soft. We're going to be fine. And Fred Hoiberg is like, no, 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 we're not soft. You're going to see what our guys can do. So then I look at Creighton yesterday, and and full, full kudos to St. John's. St. John's played really, really well. Yeah, you they cannot, knew they needed. You cannot that overlook win. that. Is that St. John's played probably their best full game of the year? Like Minnesota. Minnesota was in that game against Nebraska until about 30 minutes were left in the game. St. John's knows that to beat Creighton, they got to play maybe their best game of the year. And once and once the man came out in the white suit, no, it's over. And he was Colonel Sanders for the day. It was going to be a tough day for Creighton, but. I think Creighton, even though that's a bad matchup for Creighton, I mean it's St. John's. Yeah, you saw it no more. St. John's is a bad matchup for Creighton. I think Creighton thought, okay, we'll take a punch here or there, and then we're going to be fine. And they were never really fine in that game, outside of about a seven to ten minute stretch. Yeah, when when so I I watched the whole first half and I was catching the John's call on the way way down to the Bellevue game. And when Trey Alexander went on that ten zero run, I was like, okay, well here it goes. They're going to turn it on. They're going to get back into this, and then. Checked back in later, and I was like, "Oh no, what what happened? They're down 16." Yeah, it's one of those things that they've they've had so many holes at that four spot all season, mm-hmm. and it kind of felt like against UConn you figured that out. Uh, and you've gotten some really nice minutes from Jason Green and, and Mason Miller. It played a lot better when he had somebody chasing him, and both of those guys just gave you absolutely nothing yesterday. And I think that was the most confusing part for me. Well, it, and you know what? So it's it's kind of a little bit of a a week for Creighton and. There was there were stretches where, outside of Trey Alexander, who, you know, is just showing off what he'll he'll do in that building next year as either as a Nick or a visitor. <laughs> sure. I mean, he was he was the only guy that brought his A game. He Kalkbrenner's he he padded the stats yesterday. Trey Alexander was the only guy that brought the A game. Um, I just it's it's a it's a week. Like let, let's let's do some grading here. You ready? I'm, sure. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've been a substitute teacher as well. The other freaking jobs you've had. Uh, that's one of the ones I have not done. Okay. <laughs> There's still time. So let's do, let, let's do this. Because um, it's going to lead to a, a, a bigger conversation. Because I want to circle back to what you said about the four spot uh, later in the show. Is grade me Creighton's week. They, they blow out the number one team in the country who then turned around and blew out Villanova. Then they go to St. John's. Not a great St. John's team, but a St. John's They're team. They're awful that sees if you ask their head path. coach. <laughs> they see a path to, okay, if we have a Creighton win on our resume, that helps greatly enhance to get onto the bubble. Which is where that's where they are so, now. So grade me Creighton's week. I would say a B, just because of how bad they fell apart. Listen, it, it's tough to win on the road in college basketball. You have 132 teams that have been unranked, that have beat ranked opponents this year in college basketball. 80% of those games have happened on the road. It's just tough to get a win uh, when you're on the road. And when you look at the way everybody outside of Trey Alexander played last yesterday, you may even say a B- minus just because it looked like this team just completely took their foot off the gas. Hey, wait, I think it's a and, – and, and, and I actually expect Creighton to go up a little bit in the polls today. Um, oh, of course. You know, they might be 12th or something. I think it was a letdown. Oh, I think, absolutely. I, I think it was a letdown because all the highs and all the emotions and all the, the publicity you got off the UConn game – to walk in and play like that, just it, it, hey, you get beat by you know a couple of possessions, but you're in it and you're in the entire game because you're one of the better teams in the country. I think that's a letdown yesterday. Now on the other end, Nebraska just wrapped up an A week. 
not going to give them an A-plus because I'm a hard grader. Sure. Um, they just wrapped up an A-week because they did two things that they were supposed to do. And we always say, well, you're supposed to beat X, Y, and Z. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen, especially when you're a team that is not used to winning. Yeah. Like or, stacking wins. Or doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, they go on the road. They win at Indiana. Uh, Indiana's a Indiana's a, a huge dumpster fire. Okay, <laughs> Mike Mike Woodson. People are people are done with Mike Woodson. Yeah, it's over. Which man, you could have Michigan, Ohio State, and Indiana all open in the same year in basketball in the Big Ten. You're worried but about Tommy Zoo when we see not, not obviously not getting fired, but to retire. Yeah, uh, I think we're getting closer. I think so too. And when we, it seems like every other day somebody's leaving the game because of NIL and the transfer portal. Now that seems like that's where Tom Izzo's wheelhouse is, but I, I really feel like it's one of those things that it's coming closer to an end than maybe we've ever had the discussion. About. Um, I, I think yes, I, I I don't see it over, but I think it's it's getting closer. It would be insane if all four of those jobs opened up in the same year, though. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't foresee. I don't think Izzo would want to go out with this team and that taste in his mouth. That's the only I mean, reason they, I hesitate. They on can't it. figure out their lineup, which is a little bit of a problem. Um, Which means he's for sure going to make it to the Elite Eight. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know. I, hey, I, I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not as high on Michigan State. They've got a lot of flaws, but he also he's struggling with which, which five to have on the floor at, at crunch time. Um, but back to Nebraska. So Nebraska goes to Bloomington. The whole narrative was they haven't won a game on the road. Blah blah blah. You can't go to the NCAA tournament if you don't win a game on the road. Now you're playing a team that okay, you should beat. We're talking about Nebraska basketball here. It's right. not like Nebraska basketball has been rattling off appearances in the NCAA tournament. So when you say that about that program is you're supposed to beat them, I go, oh, God, that's when bad things happen. And what do they do? They change the narrative. They got a road win. They, and, 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 and they didn't dance with Indiana. You know, they got within three, and then they end up winning by 15. And then yesterday, a red-hot Minnesota team comes in, fresh off a win against Ohio State, playing with a lot of momentum, playing like, okay, we need a Nebraska win on our resume to get on the – on on in a bubble discussion because Minnesota's still a long way away, but beating a team like Nebraska in Lincoln, where my God, Nebraska now seventeen and one, is Nebraska answered the call. And even a slow start offensively, where it was clunky and it was ugly, defensively they were about as good as they've been all year, especially in the first twenty before that offense picked it up coming out of the locker room. I, I think it's an A for Nebraska this week. Yeah, we live. And in I don't think I'd be saying it's February twenty sixth, Jimmy. I think I'd be saying that Nebraska would wrap up a week where you could give them an A this late in the year, but it's Hoiberg in February has found the magic touch in the last couple of years. Yeah, we could be having a discussion with their ten, winning 10 of their last 13 to finish out the season, too. I mean, you got three really winnable games here. With Speaking of dumpster fires, you had to Columbus to play Ohio State. I don't you know. Get, oh, hold on now. I, I, I think it's, you know, you always get the, the new coach bump. Are you putting them on life support right now? Oh, they're... Look at their two of their their three games that they played. Their only loss is Minnesota. They beat Purdue. They won at the buzzer yesterday against Michigan State, and the Ohio State bench stormed the court. Nobody <laughs> got hurt. Uh, Ohio State for three games post Chris Holtman have played up to their talent. I don't. I don't. Don't take that game lightly on Thursday night in Columbus. I mean, it's not. They're still the record is who they are, but they're finally got guys that are playing with a lot more freedom. So I wouldn't call it that a dumpster fire. Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree there. I, 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 just, I just think that you can only get that new coach bump for so long before things just kind of fall back off the rails again. And I think that's what 
more than likely we're going to see, just in my opinion. Uh, and then you get Rutgers at home, which that's obvious. They're going to win by 30 because it's just inside Pinnacle Bank Arena, so you can just pencil, wow, you pencil are, that in now. And I then, think you're trolling. <laughs> and then, and I then, think what you're doing here now is called trolling. And then you get, and then you get uh, the, the, the swan song of Juwan Howard in his last game at, at Michigan. How long you follow Nebraska basketball? Even with the good vibes going and four straight wins by double figures? Put it on the board. Nebraska finishes 3-0. You know what? I'll join you there. Yeah. Yes, I, three I, and zero. I think they win ten of their last thirteen games. I would not be surprised, but I'm uh, I've 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 learned my lesson throughout a long period of time of watching Nebraska basketball, and that's the part that it would now me now three and zero wouldn't surprise me, but you can't go there. Let's, yeah, let's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go I get there. That. Let's have the Nebraska well, football a, discussion. You'll be, you'll be a favorite What's more games. likely, 3-0 or 0-3? Oh, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> okay. We're not. We're, 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 we're Car not. crashes all over the city. We, we are not going to do that. All right, 37 past the hour. Jacob Bigelow is going to join us a little bit later. Uh, his thoughts on Nebraska. We'll talk about the Big Ten, uh, which how many teams do you actually trust to play for a while in March out of the Big Ten? Probably zero. Just because it's March in the Big Ten. <laughs> I hate to agree with you, but I'm going to go with zero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zach Eady went for 35 and 15 yesterday. The guards played really well. They played a bad Michigan team. Who, Great numbers, though. In, it's all about matchups. They hung, it's all they hung about around who, that first 10 minutes, though. Yeah, but you got to play. You got to play 40 minutes. Jimmy. That's overachieving for Michigan this season. <laughs> the fact that they didn't completely mail it in at the start of the game is impressive. Well, it's uh. I don't know. You know your coach is gone. You know this roster is going to be overturned next year. You're only putting on film for your next destination. How quickly can I get in the transfer portal? Uh, well, you can get in the, get in the uh, transfer portal the first day after Selection Sunday. And I'm sure everybody in Ann Arbor is aware. Well, they're, they're, um, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot that's going on in Michigan. Remember six years ago they were playing for the national championship. It's incredible, isn't it? And... They have fallen off so much under Juwan Howard. I mean, yesterday was embarrassing. Purdue fans drove from Indiana. They came up there. They took over their arena. They made a ton of noise. It felt like a Purdue home game. Uh, Juwan Howard is escorted off the floor by uh, one of his own players before he gets heated on an official. They're, they're just a complete mess. Somebody's going to do a deep dive into what happened with Michigan basketball a 30 for in the 30. last couple of years on Juwan Howard. Like yeah. from going on the cusp of, oh, this is a great hire He's going to turn things around to they're playing in the NIT to this year. He has open heart surgery. Yeah, he's not that's... on the sidelines at the beginning of the year. Then he's back. They're not competitive. He's got this weird Doug McDaniel is suspended because of academics, but he can play home games. I, I mean, it's it's a disjointed mess, but I don't I, I, I'm not not ready to go there because I've learned my lesson is you don't put uh, Nebraska basketball games in Sharpie. One game at a time. And that's what they've done this year. They're taking one game at a time, and they're 20-8. and eight. They're 20-8 and eight right in now. In February. <laughs> yeah, they've won 20 games in overall, and they've won 10 games in the Big Ten, and it's not even March. It's one of those things that when you, when you look at, like imagine having this conversation seven years ago, like you just said, that we're talking about how, how does Michigan keep things together, oh. and then Nebraska is is, is Probably going to be somewhere north of a 10 seed in March. It's incredible. It's uh, a little bit of patience, a little bit of roster construction. And also, I, I think it's, man, knowing your team. And and Fred Fred has such a good handle on this team. Like, 
You can say the same thing about Mac. Mac has a good handle on his team. They're not going to, they're disappointed. I mean, yesterday was kind of a, you know, that was a thud, but. Mac's probably not doing any podcasts this week. No. Well, they got a big week. I mean, they're going to face another team that feels like they got to get a Creighton win on their resume to help themselves out in that Seton Hall yeah. coming up downtown uh, what, Wednesday. Wednesday night, yep. They got Marquette, who, you know, Cam Jones is good for 34 peers every single night for them. They have Kolick. No, I, I think you know your team. So you don't really, like, if you're Creighton, you don't really have to say much. Like that game, guys know they didn't show up, okay? Yeah. And St. John's played their best game, and it's a bad matchup, and they exploited things that Creighton wasn't going to fix just off a UConn win. So you don't have to really say anything. Okay, you're not going to throw your team under the bus. You just kind of go, you know what? One of those days, St. John's was better than us. They made some big shots. They controlled the flow of the game. We had no offensive fluidity in the first half. We got too far behind. We're good. We'll move on to the next game. You can do that. Fred. Would you be Fred, amazed Fred, if he Fred did, though? Fred punches more of the buttons before they take the floor. See, I, I think I think Mac will do that this week. You, you call it pu- uh, pushing the button. I call it dangling the carrot. I like give them something to chase. Give them yeah, a reason see, to go out there. I don't think you need to. I, I hey, that that's that's a letdown loss. Yeah, but you but can get on a really slippery to... slope here. Yeah, though. but no, no, you just beat UConn. You've been playing well, right? But you can't let that be. You can't well, let that be the last hurrah. You know what I mean? You can't go out and just lay an egg against Seton Hall. You you've already lost to Marquette once this season. Villanova is see, still I think, yeah, Villanova. I think you know your team well enough that you're like, you know what, guy? I don't have to say much. Guys know what's at stake. They didn't play well. well yeah, you got a we bunch had, of 22, 23, 24-year-olds we had on that got, team, we had too. Got, I mean, you think Shireman's going to play like he did yesterday? No, it was just a one-off scenario. But do, mean, you really, do you really want him getting complacent, though? I mean, he's he's the guy that's going to bring his own juice. March. No one's getting complacent. Mm, it's, it's easy to do if you lose your last three, which is a really real possibility. On the road in Philadelphia against Villanova, Marquette at home, and then you got Seton Hall in a must-win situation. Hold on. Stop here for a moment. You think they would get complacent? I, I I don't think it's impossible. I don't know. I think that's far fetched, in my opinion. I, again, I, yesterday was a letdown loss. They got beat by a team that played really, really well. You tip your cap to them. You know how good you are. You're just coming off a 19 point win over the number one team in the country, who is still probably in line to be the number one overall seed, in my opinion, right there with Houston. You don't have to say anything. You're like, guys, know Seton Hall is coming. We know we have to do better. Good. There's a difference you're not between saying, you're doing not saying one, better two, three, and, and winning. And you're like though. one, two, three. Let's get on the plane and go back to Omaha. You think you think that's going to be the case, or just yes? Okay. I, wow. What is your what's the name of the call-in show? Is it Blue Jay over Blue, Blue Jay overtime? Holy mackerel! I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to happen. Do I think it's the likelihood? No, but it, it, it's a situation. You really think this team would get complacent? You think they're complacent off a I, win against the number one team in the I country? I think they're so good that they think at any time they could turn it on, and there's not always the highest priority to go out and be dominant right away. We've seen it this year with Ryan Kalkbrenner. I mean, when, when we talk about him taking over games, it took halfway through the season for that to get established inside. When we talk uh, about this team's ability to shoot the three-point basketball, uh, it's it's one of those things that they're so good at so many different things that if they're not always on, it looks complacent place in at times because they have the ability to flip that switch and play with anybody in the country yeah i i, I don't know i'm not i'm not reading too much into yesterday the saint john I, what i'm reading into yesterday is saint john's played really really well saint john's saint john's controlled the tempo of that game and they also did things that did not allow creighton to come back in the game like slowing the game down x ex, extra possessions they were able to get they didn't get they didn't get itchy fingers with shots now compounded with Creighton wasn't very good shooting the three ball outside of one guy. 
But St. John's played really, really well. You could have I, taken the three out of that. They just weren't good at shooting the basketball from anywhere. You, I think you, you go in the locker room, you put your, your, your stuff in a bag, you get on the plane, you come home, and you're like, yeah, you know what? It's not going to knock us out of a four seed. Right. Um, for, for me, it's less about yesterday, and it's about being up double digits against Marquette, being up double digits against Villanova, and then letting those leads slip away. You've had four situations this year where you've had a double-digit lead in a basketball game, and you've lost it because you've kind of turned the switch off. And this team's shown that been prone yeah. to do that. Well, what we learned yesterday is you don't, in the state of Nebraska, beat the number one team on your home floor and go on the road the next game. Yeah, if you just have the number one seed, you shouldn't. Because just you're, you're going you're to lose by double figures. History repeats itself. All right, Jacob Bigelow a little bit uh, later. Uh, more on uh, both Nebraska and uh, Creighton. We'll talk about court storming, which I don't know if you if you noticed it was a it was a topic over the weekend. Yeah, you have one of the best players in the country a little banged up because of it. Yeah. We got You not buying it? We got we did, did well, he flop too? The one thing I didn't like <laughs> is if you're going to make a a statement, because you know people then went after Philip Philip uh Filipowski yeah. of engaging with the fan. I don't know. If 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 somebody is running towards me, I'm gonna protect myself. Absolutely. And yep. For all of these videos that are slowed way down, watch it in real time. The clock hasn't even expired. This is a Wake Forest failed. Wake Forest failed their own team. They failed Duke. Come on, Hunter Salas, get on, together. Guys are on the floor. Guys and gals are on the floor before the clock has even expired. But all I know is that if somebody is running towards me, I'm an athlete or not, and they're coming right at me, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to do everything possible to protect myself. And here, here's one other little tidbit that, that now this has become such a big topic and no one has a solution. Now, like The conferences are like, well, we'll just find people. It's one of those things. Everybody yeah. wants it, but nobody wants it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also, the, the definition of when to court storm has completely changed. It used to be you beat the number one team in the country, you beat a top five team, you know, you, you, you storm the court or you rush the field. Now it seems like every upset, you beat your people rival. are storming the court. You, yeah. got, you, got the coach you win. Of, you got the coach of Texas Tech, okay? They're a ranked team playing an unranked team, and he says, hey, if we beat TCU, students, come on down on the floor. We've lost, we've lost when we do it. Like, it's just now we do it whenever. And Because everybody I've wants it on their social media. I've sarcastically said, after every win, you should just run on the floor. Like, I, I wonder why people didn't run on the floor last night after the Minnesota game. <laughs> I okay, actually was I, now surprised I'm being, they sar- did. I'm being sarcastic. But... Look at, look at, compare, let's go back, what are we going back, uh, 24 years. 2000? 2000. Thank you. I got you. Matt. Carry, carry is, the one. So, Kellen, you remember the Kellen Houston situation at Columbia mm-hmm. when, when Mizzou under Brad Smith beat Nebraska? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I was the sideline guy. It was chaotic. And that year, there was a lot of preparation because it seemed like Nebraska football was on a tear-down-the-goalpost tour. You go to Stillwater, and when you hear the police tell the Nebraska equipment staff, hey, they're going to they're gonna tear down the goalpost, they're going to rush the field, you may want to start to get your stuff off the field. They did it that night in Columbia, and so they started, you know, with about five minutes to go, they were moving stuff off the field. And I didn't want to be out there, so I went and stood in one of the end zones because I knew it was coming, Yeah, and it was chaotic. I mean, there were people coming out of everywhere. The Mizzou players are trying to get off the field. The Nebraska players are trying to get off the field. And you remember the Kellen Houston situation where there's a student coming right towards him, and he, and drills, he him. drills him. And and they went after Kellen Houston to prosecute him. 
That was 24 years ago. Our, we look at it differently now, right? Well, and instead I, of instead of instead of the athlete protecting himself in just mayhem, and you know there are people that are coming after you. Okay, hey, let's go storm the court or storm the field. But I'm going after 68. You know, we're all tough put a guys. Camera in his we're face. all tough guys, and we think that you know uh, us little five foot six guys can go and just take out a 325 pound lineman. You're an idiot. Okay, you 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 shouldn't be in college. But back then it was well. That's the problem of the the football player. Yet he was trying to protect himself. Now it's like, well, you know, you know those uh, those poor players. Does I don't it, know. It's just does it's it blow your mind that people do that? They go up in, in in elite athletes' face and essentially try to pick a fight with them. Uh, it blows my uh, mind. Uh, did you not see Cam Newton yesterday? <laughs> Cam Newton got attacked at a, uh, a youth football event in Atlanta. What are we doing? Well, because. We, because we, we always think I don't I don't know why you liquid, go after football liquid players. courage well a little bit of that yeah but also especially uh, that you, night football players are used to being with football players okay they're used to being tackled by three hundred pound linemen okay you you think they're just soft they're just gonna go up and challenge them yeah I don't, that, that, the whole Cam Newton thing is wild I mean I I need to know more about what the hell that started, but the video is crazy. Cam's like warding off six guys. It's like, man, he's like he's like back at Auburn where it was just him and he was warding off the rest of the SEC <laughs> to get to the championship. Somebody's going to make that meme. Yeah. They're going to put like a, a tiger on, yeah. on one of the guys' faces. As you can tell, I got thoughts on the cool court storming thing. Yeah, I, I, I like I even think back like to the, the Garrett Blunt situation. Obviously, that's a little bit different because it was player on player, but I mean, it was in the, in the middle of a situation got really hostile really quickly and I thought that was going to kind of be like a warning shot to people like, "Oh yeah, they're not afraid to punch other division 1 athletes in the face. Maybe you shouldn't run up and stick a camera in their face." Right. Yeah, I hope before the day is over that we get more on uh, the Cam Newton stuff. There's that is a if you've not seen the video. Yeah, go watch find, it. It's Find the video. Um Cam got jumped and he's literally fighting six guys and he's holding his own until like the police show up and somebody else and they separate him. But, well, but why was he why was he attacked? You say That's that like, like you, you say that like you're surprised that he was holding his own. I think most people would, but like he's Cam like he's he, big he's dude. six six. He is. Yeah, he is <laughs> like, legitimately. He, so so why he's still would, why probably would you, like so there's, 200 there's plus the part pounds. of why do you think you could take a guy like that out? Yeah, and like I I, I want to hear the situation too because maybe it was like an attempted robbery. I, I don't know. All right, uh, we got a little bit long. That's okay. Jimmy and Jimmy is in the the house. Uh, Jimmy A, Jimmy uh, C. Uh, we will uh, discuss that. And also, um, there is a food item that's dead. R.I.P. We're gonna have a, we're this. Gonna have a, I want to know. We're, gonna we're just a, pouring dirt on everybody. We're gonna have a funeral. Tom Izzo, today. Nick Hanley. We're gonna food. have a uh, funeral for uh, a food item that uh, I noticed was not very popular yesterday at the Nebraska basketball game. It used to be super popular. Now it's not popular anymore. Oh no! It could it's be dead. one of three things. It's dead. Mornings with Sharp and Handley in 1620 The Zone. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.